How's it going? Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For podcast for finding hope in our marriages verse by verse. This is Joseph. And Janelle Banks. And we hope you've been having a great week this March. We have been doing well here. And we are going to continue talking about forgiveness. I know last week we talked about what's the difference between the forgiveness in which the world defines it or those outside of the Christian faith and how those in the Christian faith define forgiveness. And we're going to kind of continue on in that trek, but we're going to kind of look at forgiveness in a way of, does it really make sense? You know, is it something which we can kind of wrap our minds around? Is it something which we can um, do and something that we can accept? when it comes to especially husbands and wives and how are we to to deal with these very difficult issues that we sometimes look at as being unforgivable or that it's very hard to forgive. And we're gonna kinda look at the scriptures and really re-emphasize what the scriptures say about forgiveness because ultimately the idea of forgiveness is something which should be a complete action. It shouldn't just be like, you know, a partial forgiveness or you wait for something to happen and then you forgive. But it should be something which you as a person should give holy and should receive holy. And that's something which we have very difficult of because of the world we live in and the conditions of of mankind that we are in this world. Um, so we can kind of go through a few things. And first, we're going to look at some examples of what we can live. And we know the Bible has a lot of examples of people messing up and God forgiving them, or people messing up and people looking to God for forgiveness. And in Luke 23, 42, Jesus was talking, he was saying, but Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them. For they, for, they do, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing his garments among themselves. And this is Jesus' statement on the cross, dying for those people who are there mocking him, rebuking him, spitting at him, cursing him, and everything. And yet he is on the cross asking the Father to forgive them because he understood that they are ignorant of who they are and the world that they're living in. What do you think about that, babe? Well, Jesus ultimately is the one that we should look to um, for our own forgiveness, but also we can look to him for, I guess, an example of how we are to look at forgiveness um, right. towards one another. Of course, it's not the same because he's the only one that can forgive us of our sins right. um, in, in the in the sense of for salvation. But we can always um, forgive one another in the same or similar sense in that we want for the relationship to be restored, um, to come back together. And, and that's, I think, a big thing, particularly in marriages um when there's something that happens 
um, where the relationship is broken, separated, um, one person has offended the other, one person has maybe sinned against the other, and there's a need for forgiveness mm -hmm. um, and also for reconciliation. Um, right. And that's particularly with those that are believers. Um, and that's one of the big reasons, you know, the Bible tells us when we marry, we marry a believer. Right. Um, because when you're going to live out this life, when you're going to face life's challenges, um, you definitely want to have um, a believer on your side. Someone who's going to pray with you, someone who will understand what marriage is truly about and someone who understands about forgiveness and what it really means because you know it's very important in Christian marriages. It's very important because it's a reflection of God and man and the relationship that God has to man through Christ Jesus. Also in Matthew 18, 21 and 22 it says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seven, 77 times. And we read this one last week, and I just wanted to bring it back up because I want to be emphasized that it's as often as possible. That's ultimately what he's saying. It's not saying you count to 77, and then after that, it's 78, then you can't <laughs> forgive. <laughs> right. But he's saying as often as, as possible. Um, and I guess it's, it's also saying when your brother... Um, Wait. Your house is your brother sin against me. Because ultimately, right. when the Bible talks about the forgiveness policy or what we do when it comes to forgiveness, it's about you and your brother forgiving your brother in Christ mm -hmm. of sins or or um, asking for forgiveness for sinning um, against somebody. And so we have to always keep in our mind when the scriptures speak about this, we have to understand who is the audience that is speaking to right. and what are they speaking about. So we always want to remember that forgiveness is something that we should do and something which has been, uh, has been an example um, since scriptures have been transcribed and how we should go about doing those things. Right. And I know we gave a definition of forgiveness but I think sometimes when we're using the word and we're speaking of it, um, sometimes there may not be a full understanding on what that means. Mm -hmm. um, how would you maybe define forgiveness uh, in this episode? Well, like I said, we kind of touched on it last week, but forgiveness is, is the removal of trans transgressions from one person. And... and after those transgressions have been removed, it's a restoring of that relationship between the two parties. Mm -hmm. And so that ultimately is what forgiveness is, is about, is removing the transgressions from that person who has transgressed um, on the person who is receiving forgiveness and on the person of forgiveness for who is asking for forgiveness to humbling yourself, to knowing what you have done and asking the person who you have transgressed against for forgiveness mm -hmm. and then for that relationship to be restored after afterwards and that i think that's the biggest issue that most people have is the restoring of the relationship mm -hmm. after someone has done right. you wrong or has 
says something about you or that's where the work is because i think it's easy to say i forgive you or easier let me not say it's easy (laughs) for some people it may not be so easy right but it's easier to say i forgive you and now i'm you know done with you we not as close as we used to be um but when we think about the marriage relationship and we um look we've looked at these verses before but the verses that talk about us being one Mm -hmm. um and coming together as one it's very hard to see that happening when there is um brokenness in a relationship where there's unforgiveness in a relationship but at the same time we have to realize that forgiving someone doesn't mean that there aren't consequences right that there aren't um i guess you would say maybe natural consequences so in in, for instance if i break your trust and i lie about something and it comes about that you find out that i lied now you probably see me somewhat as someone you cannot trust and that's something that will have to be worked on to figure out like how can we bring this relationship back to a place where we could trust each other and it's gonna take time i think um it's it's silly to think that you know when you've broken someone's trust that right away that will be restored um but in a marriage relationship that's it's something very special to have that closeness and when there's unforgiveness I can't imagine that there's any type of closeness. You might be able to be in the same room, but as far as the love being felt, the love being there, um, the oneness that should take place with a marriage relationship coming together in the physical sense, the emotional sense, um, when that's broken, that has to be um, fixed. Right, because there's a there's a bitterness that's there mm-hmm. between the two. It's no longer fresh. It's no longer a, a, a sweet love that you have between one another, mm-hmm. and that's something that needs to be um, changed. And in Hebrews twelve verses fourteen and fifteen, it says, "Pursue peace with all people, and the holiness without with which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God." that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble trouble, and by it many become defiled. So we have to be mindful that we want to always pursue peace and even in the idea of forgiving somebody of something that they've done to us, looking at peace being between the two parties being the outcome in the end and mm-hmm. both parties have to go down that direction and in this sense we're obviously talking to believers because um there's something that should happen to a believer when they see and are reading the word of god when they're confronted with the word of god that word should be um an element that changes um the way they think the way they do things the way they operate um their speech um and i know it can be hard when you know that your spouse is a believer Mm -hmm. and 
even with scripture it seems as if that person is not responsive but i think we have to know that god is always working and that his timing is 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 a perfect timing and and that's why we want to always be prayerful um because we don't know how god is going to use whatever situation to draw your spouse closer to him right um and even draw you closer to him but at the same time we have to look at hey what are we doing that can be helpful i think right and beneficial to bring the two back together in in this in this peace and love that we once had right so let's kind of like just talk for a second like what would be something that would be you know i guess what most couples may feel like is very hard to deal with as far as um something that a spouse may have done right well there's a few things that come to mind well one of the biggest things which people talk about is infidelity right um a a spouse having relations with somebody outside of their marriage covenant Um, abuse can be another thing where a spouse actually being Physically, well, you can be abused in many ways. Right. From physical abuse to mental abuse to verbal, uh, verbal and psychological emotional abuse, abuse, emotional abuse, um, and lying, as you kind of mentioned it before. Right. Um, lying and then covering a lie with a lie and habitual lying. Those right. are, I think, three of the biggest ones um, that can really make forgiveness a very difficult, a very hard and a very traumatic thing to try to endure. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do when it happens? How do we get through this? Well, we have to really understand that this is something which we're gonna have to really work on in the marriage prior to your coming. You shouldn't wait till you get to this big, Thing that happens and then you want to try and figure these things out <laughs> with any marriage you need to try and be proactive and think about ways in which you need to as the um one of the movies said you know fireproof <laughs> your marriage yeah. um in the book of colossians chapter 3 verse 13 it says bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive this is something which we have to really keep in mind that we need to bear with one another. We have to understand that, hey, we are, we may be redeemed, but we are just two sinners living with one another. And only reason why we are in good standing with God is because of what Christ did for us and had he forgave us. So we need to really keep in mind that there are going to be things that my spouse does that's going to break that trust that's going to break that bond of peace, that's going to bring bitterness to me, that's going to bring um, me being upset with him or her. And how am I going to deal with that when it happens? Um, As we know, prayer is a very precious and awesome tool that we have that God has given to us as a gift. Mm -hmm. And that's something we need to stay constantly in, is prayer. So that when times like that happen, um, even these things which seems that are just how 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 can this happen that are very difficult to even imagine your spouse doing 
mm-hmm. that we'll have some type of buffer. We'll have some type of, um, uh, I'll say, um, I'll say defense <laughs> against whatever comes. And then mm-hmm. we know the enemy will try and then escalate it even more mm-hmm. and even take these times of heartache and, and, and hurt and make them even worse and try and creep in to break that marriage covenant it's basically saying that God's love for us is a lie because if we are to love as especially as husbands as Christ loved the church and if wives are to love their husbands as as a sacrifice of, their, of, of, of the church to Christ that's something that is going to be very difficult to achieve on our own it's something going to take the spirit of God working in us and it's going to take the two cup, um, people working together to make plans and to also to stay with one another and to continue to communicate with one another so as to try and buffer from these issues. Mm. I think it's a hard thing when we think about the marriage relationship because of how close that relationship should be mm-hmm. and how that relationship is supposed to reflect the relationship with Christ and the the body of Christ mm-hmm. and when that's broken that's like that's that's a really tough thing to really think about um, in our humanness it's very difficult because we're in our flesh and usually when things like that happen we respond first in our flesh rather than responding in a spiritual sense mm-hmm. we're not going with something happening we'll just go into prayer and meditating and stuff like that you usually get up very you know you get upset there's anger involved mm-hmm. um, words usually exchange out of emotion and out of pain so it's very difficult to really look at coming at this situation with a a holy mind and with a righteous thinking when it when that's really what we should be yeah and that's something which we should be training ourselves daily in how to deal with these situations because we know that we're all capable of sinning and we know we are not perfect at all but mm-hmm. these situations seem to go even beyond just not mm-hmm. being perfect but actually an affront to a covenant that you say that you're going to uphold I guess that kind of just made me think on a uh, on a verse that it's First uh, Corinthians ten um, thirteen. It says, "No t- temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man." And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, mm-hmm. but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. So I think right. the temptation, when we talk about forgiveness, is maybe to feel like, well, I'm going to withhold forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, or I may say I forgive, but withhold it in the physical sense of how I treat that person, how I um, respond, to person. respond to things with that person, mm-hmm. whether I truly love on this person um, in a loving way or do I just, you know, have ulterior mo- motives to maybe even 
think about being revengeful in in what my response might be to that person that is hurt and I know for me we've had I guess our issues here and there nothing I don't think that has been you know major but you know we've had to say hey would you forgive me or I forgive you um of whatever it was and I think that's something that people have to do is they have to be willing to talk about what's bothering them um, or what the issues are. Sometimes we can know there are some issues, but we don't talk about it or we don't want to talk about it because maybe it brings up memories of the past, but, Mm. um, and not that we should always keep going back to the past, but I think people go back to the past because there's something that unresolved yeah there's something unresolved and maybe they haven't articulated it or um or they haven't felt like what um what took place to resolve the situation maybe wasn't enough so like for instance a couple may go um to i guess have marriage counseling and that sort of thing for a spouse that um may have I don't know, committed adultery, let's say that. Um, and, you know, they go back to their lives. They they said, hey, we forgive each other of whatever. Um, we, we are working towards restoring our relationship. Well, what if there's times that memories come back and now the offended spouse is now upset mm-hmm. um you know as a human being i would say well that's probably normal right but you know you have to really think about well how do you respond because yes you might be upset but are you now upset that now you're sinning against um your spouse whether it's you mm. going and trying to do something um to hurt their feelings or or hurt right. them or whatever but it's it's a very difficult thing because at that point maybe that person should talk to their spouse or maybe have their own individual counseling to kind of work through well what do you do with that anger but then i think on the flip side the person who had done the the offense, offense they should be willing to say, man, I really messed up. I really did something that hurt a relationship that I say I cherish. Mm-hmm. What am I now doing to really show that I'm willing to work even harder to bring this relationship back to a place where my spouse can feel there's a level of trust, um, there's a level of comfort, um, that there's genuine love. Right. I think these are some tough things to really think about. And I know we can't really address it all necessarily in, in, in one um, episode. And I know there's different people dealing with different levels of this. But I think just being able to realize that there's always hope right. in there. And if this is something that you and your spouse are desiring that you should definitely come together and pray about this 
and do what you can to help resolve this by seeking out um, help outside of yourself because sometimes we need that um, that that person that's a, a non-biased listener a right. person that's able to give counsel and advice to us that's not one-sided like right. sometimes it could be if we, we're going members. to a family mm-hmm. or friend or that sort of person yeah so you, you have to really kind of think on that you have to really look at your own heart that you know am I being just as sinful as the other person has who has offended me mm-hmm. or am I am I coming at this the right way am I am, am I going to hold a grudge or am I going to hold something against somebody because truly we don't know each other's heart like you don't even know there's no mark that shows a person is a Christian we hope that the life they live that mm-hmm. we come to be married with them that they are truthful to the calling that they said they've been called unto mm-hmm. and we hope that a person when they have sinned and you also know the difference between a sin and an offense because you maybe feel offended by what somebody has done mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that it was an actual sin mm-hmm. but if they've offended us or sinned against us are you know what how are they coming towards us and how are we receiving it because mm-hmm. a two-way street when it comes to the whole idea of forgiveness right. um, of asking of forgiveness and receiving for the forgiveness of, of from somebody mm-hmm. because you know ultimately we look at Christ you know he forgave us the Bible said while we we're yet in our sins he forgave us mm-hmm. so while we're still offending him and I'm hating on him. He forgave us for our sins. Mm. He didn't wait until we got better to forgive us of mm. our sins because we couldn't get better. And that's one Not thing which we, we've had to understand <laughs> that there is no getting better. And then when I get to a, a good standpoint, then I'm good for for, for Jesus. Mm. That, that That's not the case. He forgave us even in eternity past. He knew who would be his. And he rescued them from their their sin. That he he took on the burden and the shame and the guilt and that bitterness and that that hatefulness upon himself on the mm-hmm. cross, because he knew that that we could do nothing to earn his forgiveness, to earn his love, to earn mm-hmm. his peace and grace. Mm-hmm. We could do nothing, and we have almost have to think about that in a way with our with our spouse or for people who hurt us. Truly, can they perfectly do anything to to take that pain away that we feel, even when dealing with these very difficult issues or these quote unquote vow breaking issues? When you say for better or for worse, can they truly do anything in of themselves to take that away that that they've done? You know, um, Scripture gives from the Old Testament to the New Testament gives talk of um, the only reason for a divorce which really the only reason for a divorce is from for infidelity mm-hmm. even we saw that Joseph when Mary was pregnant with Christ and he did not know you know he was even thinking about divorcing her because that was a part of the old covenant that that they that there are um, but, um, reasons for actually um, getting a certificate of divorce but then angel had to stop him and let him know that no this the messiah would be born to her so but the thing about it is that 
what mindset should we go into even marriage um, and thinking about the most difficult thing that the person could do to you or against you or that you could do against them and really communicating these things, these things with your spouse so that you can make sure that for one, you're on the same page um, because sometimes we get to these difficult situations and we're not really thinking about you know how we're going to deal with them. It just comes and then we're just kind of stuck with our foot in the mud and trying to figure it out and trying to go fight through emotions and fighting through pain and fighting through all these things until we sometimes hopefully will get out of it rather than being proactive and rather than being um, uh, thinking ahead mm-hmm. and trying to figure out and, and, and communicating with your spouse about how we can deal with these things. Right. Because truthfully, so what I hear you saying is being proactive against, I guess, some of the sins that can happen against each other. Right. Because we're going to sin. You know, we sin against God all the time, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Um, But he has forgiven us. Mm -hmm. So how are we to then look at the sins of our, our brother our sister in Christ, how are we to look at those um, actions that they've done against us and how are we to respond to them? As in the same way, when you have offended your brother or sister, how are we going to go to them? Um, I think a lot of times we talk about forgiveness, we think about the person who's been offended, Mm -hmm. but we really should probably talk more about the person who offends, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. that may be something we talk about later, you know, what to do and how to mentally go into how to how to communicate with the with the people a person you have offended in a way that shows them that you desire to gain their trust mm-hmm. rather than just being a lot of lip talk right. and because right. people that's that's the biggest issue people think it's just all a lot of talk they're just trying to get out of things right um, yeah get out of consequences <laughs> and i think that's right. also important to talk about is that when you have offended that hey even though you've been forgiven you still will have to deal with some consequences and even in a marriage relationship while you're working on reconciling that relationship there may be some consequences that you know you have to deal with within your marriage Mm -hmm. some some things that may not be happening yeah, um, that's even while done you work the, towards uh, reconciling that relationship. Because even done in the Christian life, even though Christ has forgiven us of our sins, if we do something that's wrong, we could end up still doing something to breaking the law or offending somebody, doing something that's still going to um, have a consequence that comes out of that, and would be in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we look at the scripture and see there are the men of God who have done crazy things and have done lots of sins and God has forgiven them of the things that they've done so we are beyond being forgiven it's just the person to person issue and really dealing with how we as people forgive and um, ask for forgiveness of other people so ultimately how can forgiveness through God's providence restore broken marriage well, you know, we have to forgive as Christ has forgiven. That's ultimately what we we should desire to do. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. 
So we, we, we want to reemphasize that, that this is something that is very difficult um, to do. You know, even in the small things, the small transgressions that you have mm-hmm. against each other. Like even you, you still didn't take out the trash. <laughs> oh yeah, or you 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 didn't clean up. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm you know, or 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 any of the other many things that we can do mm-hmm. against each other. But you know, there are all these big difficult things that we have to fight and contend with, mm-hmm. and we have to seek God in daily to help us yes. and that's probably one of our prayers Lord help me to forgive as Christ has forgiven me mm, yes yes that's one of the, probably okay. the uh, biggest prayers that we should we should pray and not wait until a situation happens to start praying that but to pray that before mm. it comes to a head right. that Lord that's help like me to the, forgive um, the, the Lord's prayer example the model prayer right um, about us forgiving those who has trespassed against, against us. us. Yeah. So it's something which we hope that those who are listening will keep in mind as to stay ahead of the curve, to stay ahead of the pain and hurt, to communicate with your spouse, both sides. Husbands, we need you to be just as vocal and just as um, communicative when it comes to dealing with your relationships ahead of time and not just be the the wives that be the one because we always hear about wives mm-hmm. ask you know who's gone through but husbands we need to be on one accord with, mm-hmm. with our wives and to really think what can we do to set an example of forgiveness in our families so that not only our wives but our children can see that and that they can model what we're setting the tone for in the home so what you have any other so, words to um, say about? Yeah, for um, I I think just basically being able to identify your own hurts and being mm-hmm. able to communicate that and do it in a way that's that's not manu- manipulative, right? Um, meaning you're not trying to get something out of your spouse, but you're just trying to relay. And communicate what you're feeling, what you're thinking, your pain, your hurt. And I think your spouse can hopefully see that, okay, this person is trying to be sincere. You know, I may not like that I may have hurt them. It may not feel good. But as long as we're not coming with each other in a way to manipulate, like, okay, I want to get this reaction out of this person. Or I want them to just do what I say or or you know do whatever i want so i'm gonna come come with this certain type of um emotion to get an emotion out of them Uh that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about being able to express your own emotions and it takes time it takes practice because a lot of us aren't used to that they're we're used to just blame shifting Mm -hmm. um and not acknowledging our own pain our own hurt and that's something we need to get used to doing because after we do it you know we could kind of forget about it and then we can move on right because now i've expressed myself now hopefully your spouse is listening so they know okay this this thing that I'm doing is offending this person. But even like you said earlier, there's really nothing that our spouse can really totally do that will make us feel like, oh yes, they've done everything. 
Right. That's that's Jesus. That's right. where your eyes need to look towards. Right. Jesus. When you're looking for everything, he is our everything. Right. Um, your spouse is there and there's some benefits of having your spouse. And, and yes, we should be able to depend on our spouse and all of those things, but not to the level of Jesus. And I think sometimes we can get that mixed up. But at the same time, knowing that there is a level of responsibility as a spouse, as a wife that I have to my husband and that my husband has to me. And the more we seek out Jesus, we seek out his word. I think there can be a joyous, loving relationship that flourishes. Right. So, you know, sometimes forgiveness don't make sense when it comes to these super difficult situations. But in Christ all things are possible and in Christ Amen. forgiveness is possible and in Christ restoration is possible and reconciliation is possible but we have to think on those things ahead of time and not wait until a situation escalates and get to a point where we feel like there's no no way out but we know there is always a way out because for one Christ has done the same thing for us that while we were yet in sin he forgave us so because he's forgiven us we should be able to forgive also. So we hope you enjoyed and were blessed by this episode of Love Worth Dying For. And we hope that you are really um, desiring to make your marriages and your families better and are given to God um, and glorifying God in every way possible. So make sure and like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Make sure and listen to other podcasts. We have a bunch of others that deal with other topics which are there to help and be a benefit to marriages and families. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can do that on Anchor or through Coffee. And definitely just continue to listen to us and check our social medias, Instagram and also on Facebook as we have additional content coming out on those platforms. And we hope that you have a great week. So for a love worth dying for, this is Joseph and Janelle Banks. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a love worth dying for podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at love worth dying for. Or email us at aloveworthdyingfor at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.